I am at the Langham Hotel under the name of Mr. Basil Scott, and will not leave until I hear from you. Could I ask you to give me the ring that you received from Bankwell, as it may furnish me with some clues to this case? But I have had this ring in my keeping for ten years. How can it still provide you with clues? Ask the king. Your Majesty is clearly aware of the small reputation I have been able to establish as an investigator, said Holmes in a voice that invited no debate. There was a pause and the king waited for him to continue, but Holmes would not be drawn any further. Eventually the king handed Holmes the ring and left our room after giving a low bow. We listened to him walk down the staircase to the front door of the house. As soon as we heard the front door open, Holmes sprang from his seat and out of the room. Within a minute he was back, nestling in his chair. I waited for Holmes to say something, as I knew that he would not want any interjection from me to break his train of thought. Finally, he went to his desk and pulled out a document. His Majesty is clearly not the only person for whom the issue of who killed his predecessor is of concern. I did wonder whether to tax his Majesty with this accusatory document this evening, but thought I might find out more from him if I did not mention it. Do you read out to me the section I have marked in red, good doctor? I turned to the page directed and read. Wife of Thane of Cordor. Alack, I am afraid they have awakened, and tis not done. The attempt and not the deed confounds us. Hark, I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss em. Had he not reassembled my father as he slept, I had done't. Enter Thane of Cordor. My husband, Thane of Cordor, I have done the deed. Did thou'st not hear a noise? What an extraordinary document, I exclaimed. Whoever wrote this is making a direct accusation of murder against the present king of Nova Alba. Where did you get this? I found it ran through the letterbox marked for my attention this morning, after you had left. I have no more knowledge about it, other than that it was delivered by hand and not by post as there was no stamp or postmark on the envelope. So, assuming the sender was also the writer, there must be somebody else intimately connected with the Nova Alba court, who is here in London, and who has tracked the king to our door. That is so. The document is a play about the death of Duncan. It is written in a melodramatic style, shot through with so many evil portents and shrieking harpies, that it is rather a shame that Richard Wagner is no longer with us to write an opera on the subject although the turbulent style and wild subject matter may perhaps suit the Italian temperament better. It covers precisely the events that the King of Nova Alba has described to us. The Thane's victory over the Norwegian King, Duncan's visit to the Thane's castle for the party after the battle, the Thane's encounter with Banquo and his son after midnight, and finally, the discovery of Duncan's body in the morning. But where it differs from the present King's account, is that it portrays him, in spite of his manifold misgivings, as being goaded into killing Duncan by his wife, who has since passed away. It then goes on to portray further events that depart from the king's account. Here Banquo is slain by agents of the king, rather than escaping, and departing from the implausible to the impossible. This version recounts the escape of Fleance, who apparently takes to the skies to flee. I would add at this point, that the time that the events I described took place was before the recent invention of powered flight by the Wright brothers. 